Welcome to the Powerline Podcast, the official podcast of Greystone Power. I'm your host, Emily Young, and today we're talking about cybersecurity. So let's get started on episode 38 of the Powerline Podcast. It's currently December, which means holiday shopping is in full swing. Although throughout the years, the image of shopping has changed a lot. Online shopping has been around for decades, but has really seen a huge increase in popularity since the pandemic. You can find your items, order in a couple clicks, and have it delivered to your door, all without the hassle of driving somewhere or fighting busy crowds. However, cyber criminals continue to find new ways to take advantage of this popular shopping method. One example is by sending fake emails that try to steal important information. Today, we'll be speaking with Jeffrey Aiken, our Network Security Administrator, who is here to give you some cybersecurity tips and tricks to help keep you safe this holiday season. Hi, Jeffrey. Welcome to the podcast. It feels like this year has flown by. I'm sure a lot of our members will be shopping from the comfort of their homes. Do you have any cybersecurity tips for them? Hi, Emily. Thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, definitely have a lot. It's it's crazy how much this year has flown by and, and, and we've got the holidays right in with us. And unfortunately, along with the jingle bells and the lights and everything else, comes a lot of cyber scammers out there uh, trying to do some nefarious things. Um, I would say probably some of the, the things that I would I would definitely target are, first of all, really monitoring your bank and credit cards and the companies that, are, that you have out there, making sure you're aware of what purchases are happening. And if that company provides it, set up some alerts so you know when those transactions are happening and, and where they're happening uh, so you can quickly identify any anomalies. The other big thing with this time of year that uh, so, that you need to be aware of is social media. Keeping an eye on it before you share it, really vetting those different types of things that may be out there to, to make sure that it's correct uh, before you share it with friends and family in the holidays. In addition, if it seems too good to be true, kind of probably is. Just think through that and before you kind of go click on things or look at other different advertisements, um, stick to trusted retailers' websites. It's probably one of the biggest things that you can do to just really help yourself out. And the other thing that seems to be uh, very common this time of year is delivery notifications, whether it's text or email. Just really be extra aware of those because we're all doing all that online shopping and we will get tons and tons and tons of delivery notifications and the scammers know that. So they're going to probably try to throw one of those in there to trip you up. Wow, those are really helpful. Here's another scenario. If you receive an email from an online vendor, what are some measures you should always take? Yeah, definitely reviewing those different emails, looking for any grammar, spelling mistakes. Don't click on any links that you're unsure of. Be kind of just, you know, the kind of that email that you get and on a day-to-day basis, kind of text messages, who you should be getting them from. So just be really aware of that. But also typically what I always tell my friends and family is just go straight to the website. Uh, avoid clicking on those emails, especially when it comes to more critical things or, or like financial institutions. If they send you something and it's urgent, most likely they're going to have a secure message center on their website. Just go straight to it. Double check that. Those are kind of some of the big things that I would say this time of year, especially just to be extra safe. Just go straight to the website. With all the emails you receive, I'm sure it could be easy to overlook some of these things. Make sure you're diligent before clicking on links or forwarding potentially malicious emails. So a lot of sites have ads that pop up that looks like it's part of their website, but it's not. So what should you do with these pop-up ads? Honestly, just stay away from them. Out there right now, they've actually, you're seeing a lot more of this with, especially with like chat and AI, and people feel like 
that is automatically a trustworthy source, but there's ways to get those same types of advertisements in there or other different websites. If you, if you do see a pop-up that it kind of looks enticing or something, I kind of go back to what I said before, just go stick to known retailers and go straight to the websites rather than just dealing with those pop-up ads. It's just, it's easier just to go straight to the website and ignore those. Those pop-up ads can be pesky to close sometimes. Make sure you're clicking the right X and not accidentally clicking into the ad. I know I've done that before. Now, I've seen a lot of sites ask about accepting cookies or terms and conditions. So what do these usually entail? Why should or shouldn't you agree to these? Yeah, that is a great question. That is definitely something we all see day in and day out without going to a website. There's pretty much no way around it. I mean, the reason that is, is because of data privacy laws that kind of govern online privacy. So these websites have to ask you now for privacy purposes, whether they can kind of track your cookies or, or use that information. Personally, I say just always avoid it and deny them, but there are some reasons to accept those cookies as well. And you may have limited functionality or some websites may not actually let you visit the website if you don't. So be just be really aware of what information you're giving them if you do accept it, because they basically have the right to share that information once you do accept it. So I think that's the biggest thing I would say is just deny it. If you, if you find that there's some functionality that you can't use that you need, just be really aware and think about what information is already in your cookie sessions and what you're sharing with those websites if you do. I'm glad I know a little bit more about data privacy now. So when browsing, how do you know if a site is legitimate and secure, especially when entering personal information? Honestly, where I go with that is, say, use a password manager. And the reason I say that is kind of going back to the go directly to the website scenario before the password manager stores that website. So that way, again, if you go straight to that website, you have that stored in your password manager. You click on it, you go straight to it. It puts in your username and password and you know that you're going actually to that website because you've already vetted that information in your password manager. If you don't use a password manager, again, going back straight to the site is just is honestly the easiest way to do it. Outside of that, kind of you can look at some things, a green padlock, for instance, in the browser. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a legitimate site, but it does mean that your information is protected via encryption. Um, You also can look at the URL prior to visiting the site. Look for misspellings of the name. Other things that are commonly used are like hyphens and other stuff like that within the name. But if you're going to do that, you really need to kind of learn about domains and, and how those addresses are constructed to be able to spot some of the different scenarios that some malicious actors may use. Again, that takes a bit of knowledge that you're going to have to go out there and kind of learn your, yourself kind of goes beyond what we're talking about here today, but there are a lot of articles out there that can help you out with that. Stay away from shortened URLs. That's very common for a malicious site because it hides the actual identity of the URL and you can't view it. Obviously, you can always hover over those links too if it's in an email or something along those lines. Just with your cursor, with your mouse, hover over it so you can see what you may be clicking on. But again, I I say stay away from that unless you take the time to learn what the construction of a domains and the URLs should look like. 
Make sure you're always careful with sites you enter personal information on. Usually people categorize credit cards as personal information, but even your email or phone number is sensitive as well. I know people are always busy these days, which can make it hard to shop. It's easiest to shop on the go, but what if you don't have cellular data? Is it safe to use a public Wi-Fi network? I would say that's not recommended. The sensitive information on a unsecured or unpassword protected Wi-Fi, what that means is that that information is in clear text, so it is potentially in a way that someone could capture any information that you put into your, your device that is connected to that Wi-Fi. If you have the availability of a virtual private network or a VPN uh, and you, you need to get on a public Wi-Fi, I would definitely encourage you to use that. Most antivirus companies, if you have an antivirus subscription already, do have those available to you. You can use and you can download from your trusted app store on your phone to do that. The other thing too, to kind of go to the next step is, not only do you not trust those, but typically most people, your default settings on your phone are to automatically join available Wi-Fi networks. So one recommendation I would also kind of add to that is to go into your phone, view your Wi-Fi settings, and change that so your phone has to ask you and you have to acknowledge that you want to join a Wi-Fi. Otherwise, you could be possibly walking into a situation where there's just a, a nefarious actor with a Wi-Fi connection open up in a, a large area, especially you may be visiting this time of year, like malls or things like that. Make sure you're staying safe this season. Identity theft or credit card fraud is something you don't want to deal with. Something new I've noticed in recent years are company apps and accounts. I really hate how everywhere requires you to make an account or download an app to shop with them. I can't keep up with all these logins, so can I just make all my usernames and passwords the same? It is, uh, that's a good, it is difficult and, and near impossible to remember all the pet emails and passwords that we can possibly know. And, and that goes back to the password manager. Definitely recommend that you go out and get one of these and use it if you do not already have one. Most phones um, do have this built in as a feature. Uh, where you can have a password manager on your phone that will allow you to store all the different usernames and passwords and encrypt them when they are stored as well. So not, you know, people can't just access those. And, and then also they have additional security features on a lot of these password managers too, where they actually monitor to know whether your information is showing up on a known security breach and then that way you know that you need to go in and change that username or that password but unfortunately in today's world there's so many breaches if you reuse that username and password on one site and it's breached now those people on the dark web that purchase those breach reports will will have that information and can use it on other sites and and will definitely try to use it on like financial institutions or other things that will have more uh, high value information it's sure easier for me to remember them when they're all the same. But that also means it's easier for a hacker if they were to gain access to a compromised site. Good to know. Something else that's bothersome are notifications. As an Apple user, I feel like they're constantly inundating me with these annoying software updates. Do I really need to do those? They just take up the little storage I have left on my phone. And I understand. It can be a lot it, with all those notifications. Um, but I definitely recommend... 
Everyone enables automatic software updates. The fact is, even if you're low on storage or other things like that, I would definitely take the time to really look through your phone storage, maybe see what's not used, unused apps, maybe possibly save some photos or other things in the cloud if you have that opportunity, and really just taking the time to just set that up because automatic updates and software updates are, are vital, and it's one of the number one things you can do to protect yourself. Okay, so we always ask everybody the same last question. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our members? Yeah, um, cyber threats are, are changing and evolving every day. And, and quite frankly, they're, they're just not going away. It changes year over year. So the biggest thing I could say is kind of going back to what I talked about earlier, things that you can do, get a password manager, get a VPN. If you have that available to you, really start using them and just stay informed. Learn about how to report malicious emails or spam that you get, depending on what email provider you use or cellular provider if it's a text spam situation. Just educate yourself because again, it's not going away. It's only gonna get worse. So stay safe out there and happy holidays, everyone. Unfortunately, we're all out of time for today's episode. Make sure to check us out on social media and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Available on our website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Thanks for joining us for episode 38. We'll catch you next time on the Powerline Podcast.